Hello, everybody. Welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup. It is April 30th, 2022. Tonight, we will be talking about how Sony has blocked PlayStation Plus subscription stacking in prep for their upcoming relaunch of PlayStation Plus. We'll also be talking about Microsoft and the Activision Blizzard merger being approved by shareholders and what that means next. And we'll also be talking about how Overwatch broke their own Twitch records with the Overwatch 2 beta that came out just this last week. That and more, of course, in this weekly news roundup. We're going to roll our intro and get things started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup for the week of November 20th, 2020. It is Friday. It is, uh, where's my date? It's September 18th, 2020, or our first story, and this is actually breaking news for all of us right now here, too. Figured this is a kind of a big one to cover, of course, with who it is. Joined via Discord by Kyle because we're in the midst of a pandemic still, and of course, everything is all kinds of crazy. So this thing is a chocker. I mean, yeah, it's a beast. It's huge. You're doing a... Um, that we had the Resident Evil stuff, that they were successful with Castlevania. Welcome to another NPC's weekly news roundup. And it's the news time. I am joined, of course, by Kyle via Discord. Kyle, hello. What's up? Man. And here we are. We're live again. It is April 30th, 2022. Welcome, everybody, to the weekly news roundup. Of course, uh, I'm going to get this out there right now, Kyle. Uh, but tomorrow, it's going to be May. Okay. I was, it uh, is. I was singing. I was singing. Um, I was singing. It's going to be me in the uh, in the truck today with my wife when we were out doing like a run to Target. And uh, I got yelled at by my wife for singing sync in the car. I think she's mostly just I think part of the problem is that she's just burned out because like every other TikTok and every other Facebook post that she's seen so far today has literally been a reposting of um that meme and that song. But oh yeah. I like I I'm a child of the 90s. I like NSync. It's fine. But I got in trouble for singing it today. So so it's going to be May but not a happy one for me. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, it is the weekly news roundup, of course. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we have made ourselves all the way through four months of 2022 by some crazy chance, of course, even with everything blowing up, the economy going crazy, fighting all over the world, and, of course, still the argument between gamers on what is better, console or PC. We're still here to deliver the news. Of course, I'm Travis. Kyle's over there via Discord. Kyle, hey, man. What's up? <laughs> a lot to talk <laughs> about, actually, tonight. We're just really going to go ahead and kick it off here with our first story. Is uh, The loophole has been closed. Sony has disabled PlayStation Plus subscription stacking ahead of the upcoming revamp of their platform. So the workaround was that people could go out and buy PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now subscription codes. Just like you go to the store, you'd find the cards on the shelves, and you'd be able to take those and just add them to your account. It's uh, something that we saw also happen with Game Pass as well, where if you got a, and I think this actually still works, is you get like a free month code, you could put it on, and you don't have to be a new subscriber with it, but it just gives you a free month and doesn't charge you for it. And you can stack all those up if you can somehow get access to full one-month codes. But because Sony's redoing all of their things, here we are now uh, with uh, some very interesting stuff happening where they have shut that down, And are saying that if you've bought codes, you will be able to redeem them, but they're going to convert not necessarily one for one. So, uh, Kyle, I mean, that's that's an interesting thing for Sony to do to say, hey, we're going to still sell all of these cards and we're still going to let you guys um, buy them. But we're not going to let you redeem the codes anymore now until the new service rolls over. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I mean... The way it sounds is, um, of course, if you already have membership time, it's it's going to transition. Um, full years will transition to full years. But the way they made it sound is current existing memberships, and I'm not certain on this point, may not transition to the same amount of time. Um, and, uh, yeah, like... Just looking at it from the other's perspective, Microsoft actually promoted people going out and stacking the cheaper memberships before they transitioned over. But um, and, and in fact, you could, if you found a candy wrapper or you know like a a bottle cap with a one mem- month membership that that's like 
I don't know, a year old, it probably still actually works and you can redeem it and stack it still to this day. But with PlayStation, it seems that when they turn it back on, the uh, the tier process is a little bit different. One month doesn't necessarily mean one month. It's something like, I think, 17 days. Um, so if you, if you um, activate the PlayStation Plus membership uh, or PlayStation Now membership, it will actually transfer to the premium membership of 17 days worth. Yep, and, and a got... three-month mem- membership will be forty-six days, whereas twelve months is a hundred and eighty-three days. And I've got so that it's chart not one up for as well one. too. I've got that chart yeah. up on stream here right now. So this article's from the uh, from Polygon talking about it, and yeah, exactly, is that it's not one for one because the cost of the plans are going to be changing because of all the different tiers. Now you're absolutely right. So like. A 12-month voucher only gets you 183 days at the premium level. But, you know, I guess maybe for those people who are stacking, it's like, hey, okay, maybe I just want um, PlayStation Plus Essential or or maybe I want extra, but I can take advantage of this for a shorter period of time. I I mean, you know, you're still getting your money's worth in one form or another just because of the changes to the platform as a whole. Right. So... I don't know. But it is bizarre. Th- but... Their wording also, um, because of the way they stated it, mm-hmm. it sounded like they, they might still cut you off. And th- that's my personal take on it. Uh, I, I don't know if it says any anywhere in the the uh, article on their, their exact verbiage. But basically, um, it says that the, they're not going to allow you to redeem or stack any more memberships until... You know, the new memberships go through and then they are activating this, but then they still don't go back to, well, you, they they never say that you will be allowed to continue to stack memberships after that. So I don't know if it'll be like you can redeem one because they do say they'll be redeemable up to 12 months um, after we turn it back on, basically, or to 12 months from the purchase date. Yeah, and a so, lot of those subscriptions do generally have ex- expiration dates where if you go and pay for the card and you right. don't use it for so much time, then you end up like forfeiting it. And I, I got to admit, I can't imagine anybody nowadays really just sitting on something like that and letting it expire. I can imagine like back before things were as interconnected as they were and a lot of the way that subscriptions have um, really kind of evolved to where they're at now. Um you know, it's just it's it, back in the day, maybe. But for for nowadays, it just doesn't seem to make sense that that thing would happen. But obviously, it's like there's your terms and conditions you have to fulfill or that it, you're going to have to meet. And if it hits that time, then bye bye money. I'm, you know, at least they're giving something. At least they're not like cutting you off, though. Like if you are a PlayStation um, Plus or PlayStation Now subscriber and you're trying to do all this PlayStation Plus um change around to what is it here on the the table essential extra and premium you know it's not necessarily like um you are losing out necessarily because at least you're still able to convert over you know you're not being fully just like shut out of every of all of it and having to start over from scratch but the fact though that things get reduced down if you purchase them if you've purchased them ahead though it i don't know it seems a little dicey almost especially if the terms and conditions on the back of the actual um, uh, subscription card in that say one thing, and now they're telling you something different. Yeah, I I don't know. They, it it just seems awful fishy. Like, mm-hmm. they, they obviously didn't plan ahead for this. Otherwise, they, they could have reached out to retailers months and months ago and told them, you know, hey, pull the card so we don't have this sort of issue, you know, occur. I know Microsoft has done that in the past, especially like when they transitioned from actually printing the uh, or pre-printing the cards with codes to uh, printing them off at the uh, point of sale. It, yeah, all all those cards got pinned out, but they were still active. So, um, and and that was specifically because they were printed that way. You know, it was printed at you know a warehouse or whatever. They they had all the access to the 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 keys to the you know whatever the the code mm-hmm. was going to be. 
So they, they have access to however many codes they could uh, print and probably which ones were redeemed so they could reuse. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it It's different in in this sense. I mean, they could have just pulled the cards. They could have told the, the retailers they couldn't issue any more point-of-sale uh, memberships to, you know, month, months in advance. They could have also cut it off you know, at the PlayStation level months in advance. I feel like this is a backpedal move, especially after, you know, Microsoft has already, you know, said, oh, go ahead and stack it. And Microsoft has said it's okay to go ahead and, you know, do the month membership and try and take advantage of it as many ways as you can before you commit. How many companies do that? Oh, yeah, and that's... Exactly. That's one of those things. You see that as platforms make changes to how they handle their online services and the online functionality, they usually like you'll usually see more of the cases where they rewrite everything from scratch and kind of do things differently. I mean, we've seen that with what um, like I mean, Nintendo didn't really charge for anything online per se. I mean, there were some online features that you could pay for, but it was very, very few. And then, of course, Nintendo Switch Online rolled out, and that changed a lot of things. Sony's been doing right. the online service stuff for a very long time. Uh, the same, of course, goes with Microsoft as well. But Microsoft just took their existing stuff and just rolled it over and just continued with it and instead continued to offer those levels of support that they were. And I think Microsoft did finally change things over where Xbox Live Gold is not being sold individually anymore. Am I right on that? Do you remember? Uh, I I don't. If it if it is, um, if it still is, hey, cool. That means that they haven't yeah. alienated those who don't really have any sort of interest in Game Pass yet, um, or the Game Pass for PC or cloud streaming or anything. So it it didn't alienate. It still allows those to carry on. Um, Sony, on the other hand, is is doing a full rewrite of what their online experience is going to be, or at least their online membership experience is going to be. So you are right, is that when talking about the sales of those vouchers, and now those vouchers being locked down from not being able to be used until X amount of time passes, or really when the service relaunches, it should have been something definitely directed at the retailer well in advance of this, exactly as you said, to shut all of that down. And instead of it being one of those um, things where you continue to sell the vouchers in that, um, the subscriptions carry on as they do. Your card's being charged monthly, yearly, what have you. Um, You keep your players happy by, you know, continuing on at least that level of support that that they expect from you and then move them over to the new tier. You know, whether they go and turn that on in it, like, at the start of the actual... Uh, changeover to the uh, Mm -hmm. new PlayStation Plus offerings or um, their existing subscription expires, like they pay for like six months, let's say, of PlayStation Plus, then when that subscription expires, then it rotates them to the new one. They still get their benefits. They still get their features, but then, you know, they're not really like locked out of anything. They have their options at least to make their changes and, and adjustments. But going back to it, though, is still is that, Sony not getting ahead of this and these guys holding on to their vouchers, these players holding on to their vouchers now and can't use them feels like there's some sort of terms and conditions that's broken between Sony and the and the gamer that could potentially lead, I would almost think in my mind, to some sort of maybe small uh, small class action lawsuit potentially because you well, know, it's like, I bought this and I can't time. use it. Yeah, it's like I bought this, yeah. I can't use it. You're telling me I can't use it now. It's this and it's going to change to this value it's i don't know you know it, it could have potentially become that it, that's what i see at least just as a consumer yeah and i i don't know i it wouldn't be the first time that sony has gone into uh court you know over over something to do with network security or you know their network whatever um so i i don't think that would be a big thing for them but I, I also think that when they when they realized their folly, they should have leaned into it. Um, uh, in the long run, especially with all the games that they've been cutting here, and granted, they'll add new ones back in, and right. they'll cycle them over time on the new service, 
But until then, what we're seeing now is currently they're cutting a lot of games from the service yeah. to to curtail and tailor it to the the certain experiences. So, I mean, when you see all of this happening and then them turning on on the players that wanted to stack the memberships or, you know, get into the new service without, you know, having been in the service at all, you know, and then just them shutting it down completely until, you know, they launch it and then saying, oh, well, you you can redeem those five cards that you bought for $50, but they're not going to be for 365 days of the premium. They're going to be for, you know, uh, I have to scroll back down, what, uh, 193 days of the premium. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to screw you out of, you know, over 100 days per card. That doesn't make any sense. I They should have leaned into it. I mean, long run, they're only missing out on how many memberships. It's only going to be a certain percentage of people that actually jumped on it anyway. And even then... You know, there there was probably a lot of people talking about it, but even only a small percentage of those people talking about it actually went and jumped on it and had the money to go do it, especially with whatever is going on in the world right now, you know? Yeah, so, that's a big part of it, too. Uh, I think it's a folly. They they really screwed this one up. They should just turn it back on and, and let people go ham until the service uh, go, goes live and you know just instruct the retailers to destroy all the cards after they're scanned through the the point of sale it's not like the card prints out with the code it's on the receipt oh agreed absolutely it's right there and that's just that would be just a simple shutoff request i mean even if the cards were inadvertently left up on the rack as long as the communication's done between sony and the retailers they can go into their systems and shut that down so if someone tries to go bring up the card it says you know not for sale they can't do anything else about it so then at least it eliminates that potential Mm -hmm. mishandling at the uh like within the individual stores but uh, the player feel as lucky as they are getting a playstation 5 the systems are hard as hell to get anyway let them get the service you know bring them into the service so when the playstations are available Mm -hmm. they still want to get one yeah but I guess what we just have to see is exactly what happens next. I may try to just go and see if I can find any PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now cards sitting up on the shelf if I have to run out, you know, for something tomorrow. I, I found see. them at one location, Walmart. At Walmart, and okay. And only at the front. Okay. Yep. When I go, you know, if, if I end up out there, I'll uh, I'll go see if I can get a, a picture of one and, you know, I'll send it to you and then kind of take a closer look to see what exactly the focusing is on when it comes to the uh um when it comes to the terms and conditions of it at least it's there if they have a website that links to terms and conditions for it because if none of that's been updated then you and i might be talking about something a little bit closer to a suit of some type uh potentially depending on if anything has been violated there but um you know we'll we'll follow up on that of course as we find out more information maybe we can do a quick revisit on this next week depending on if there's any other news that comes out or you know of course depending on what we see in the cards uh right but yeah so let's carry on of course from what sony's <laughs> doing to what microsoft is doing of course and that is that shareholders have approved at at 98% of shareholders they have approved of the microsoft and activision blizzard merger uh to continue now while that does need to happen, of course, in this in being a publicly traded company for Activision Blizzard and, of course, um, Microsoft. Um, the votes, of course, were on Activision Blizzard's side, not Microsoft's, because Activision Blizzard is the company being acquired. However, that's only one step in the grander scheme of what needs to happen next. So, uh, from the 28th here, according to our article from CNET, uh, Activision Blizzard shareholders voted in favor of the company's proposed $69 billion sale to Microsoft on Thursday, clearing another hurdle the two companies need to clear in order to complete one of the uh, largest ever mergers. So, I mean, that's that could have been a short sweet to the point thing there, Kyle, but 98% of shareholders voted in favor, or, or at least more than 98%. So between 98 and 100%, what is that, 99%? I don't know where the numbers really fall at. But, um, you know, with 98% of shareholders voting in favor of it, what do you think about that then for, you know, the potential prospects 
going forward um, with the uh, with the uh, acquisition being approved at the federal level. I mean, as long as they can prove without a reasonable doubt that they're not removing any comp or they're not um, monopolizing uh, an aspect of the industry, I'm sure that it would go through at the federal level. Um, I see that as you know, a lot of the shareholders crying out saying we needed something to be done. Mm -hmm. We needed change. And um, possibly Xbox was the best fit for that change to happen. Um, I, beyond that, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it, it really, the, the numbers really speak a lot. I, I feel like though. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, that's, you know, that I think is a pretty big one. Not only is it like the largest merger there, at least in video game acquisition history, uh, but it's at least it shows some type of confidence, even though what I've been seeing, though, is that even though there's been the shareholder approval, at least at this level, it sounds like there's still even among those who approved it. There's a lot of skepticism in it. There's a lot of mm -hmm there's a lot of concern mostly for not even what like the sec and um, I think it's the federal trade commission. I can't remember exactly what organizations in the, in the federal government handle all of the um, um, all of the different acquisition stuff that needs to be investigated in that. But um, there's still co some concern though, anyway, that especially with Activision's culture and the ongoing stuff with the harassment uh, issues from this last summer, that, it may still end up falling through, but I, I do believe at least that you are right is that the shareholders do see that maybe Microsoft and the Xbox team could be the ones to drive that positive change as long as they don't monopolize all of Activision Blizzard's catalog and put it into just Xbox and PC that they right. continue to support other consoles and continue to support those other consoles for many years to come. They don't compartmentalize it. Well, and, you know, I could see Microsoft doing it with certain companies like Bethesda, but, um, you know, to a, to an aspect, you you only hurt yourself by, by shutting out the competition on, on certain games. Like, especially Blizzard games, you think about it, um, any Call of Duty, Call of Duty was, you know, PlayStation was the home of Call of Duty for how many years? When you think about it, all all the PlayStation commercials, you know, they they all talked about how you got the content first. And for some of the games, it was like a month first. I think there was a couple games that you actually got content three months before Xbox or PC got the content. So yeah, and like PlayStation one thing to consider. Yeah, and like PlayStation Four with uh, the Modern Warfare remaster from a couple of years ago. I they think had the year long exclusivity yeah. on the Spec Ops. Uh, multiplayer mode and right, right yeah exactly and i think there's still probably a lot of those exclusivity agreements in place with sony for playstation and um call of duty games anyway so of course microsoft has to still honor those if they come in um but i, but I mean to completely shut them off after oh, you yeah. know you've honored those agreements that would be foolish you know you'd be yeah. you'd be cutting off that'd be like cutting off your arm you know that that's a big chunk of profit that, that you'd be just losing because you didn't want to deal with it anymore. And oh, yeah. that's not a good way to, to do business, honestly. Well, it's even one of those things where it's like it's tough to kind of really say what's going to happen in a couple of years. Like what's really going – like what are the main changes? Because things move so fast. Um, you mm -hmm. know, nothing is really behind like um, – I don't really have a good phrase for this, but it, like nothing's behind like an iron curtain in the sense that we don't know what's going on on the other side because people have motivations of their own to leak out information, to to share information well in advance of when it's supposed to be, you know, to put a lot of these details out there in front of us. So, you know, well before any of these types of things happen, we're going to get some type of, of confirmation or at least some type of information, you know, well in advance of it. I mean, the internet is massive. Like we're not going to stop leaks or anything from occurring. Right. So 
anything that could potentially happen, we're going to, I think we're going to know about well in advance, or at least start to have trickles of information out about it. But I, I don't know, it's just the industry moves so fast anyway, that this may not even be Microsoft's last acquisition when it comes to game companies. And we know Sony and the Bungie thing is going on still right now. Um, we know that Sony has acquired a lot of their own companies as well. What is it? Housemark. And um, they there's rumors about potentially from software being picked up by Sony as well, too. Right. Um, you know, none of this stuff is going to stop and it's going to going to continue to evolve and change on what yeah, feels like I a think weekly there was basis. a rumor of so, potentially ubisoft being picked up if i'm not mistaken there um, were rumors floating around yeah there yeah, were rumors there was this like week too. kk entertainment or uh there was another one that that could put potentially be eyeing uh ubisoft so yeah that was a big thing that actually did come up though too i think it was like the rumor was like so strong that it actually made their stock jump like 18 percent just because yeah. of that that's a pretty big jump but i mean i i am hopeful you know i do think that activision and microsoft coming together it's been kind of a long time coming if you go back to look at stuff from the uh say from like the early 90s and that um mm-hmm. but in reality though we've got to be cautious as as to what the success of this could potentially be because we don't want to compartmentalize what could end up being you know still some of the best games out there we know that blizzard's still working through their own hurdles anyway we know that they've kind of right. had somewhat of their golden age already with uh the with like warcraft 3 with um with uh starcraft with um overwatch with Diablo 2, I mean, Diablo 3 was still pretty good. But again, it's like there's a lot of games that they have released that have been big hits. And some of that out or that inward pressure from Activision has kind of made things go a little weird. And so maybe that shift will help with being in Microsoft. But the hope is that Microsoft doesn't just lock it down to being Xbox and PC exclusive stuff. We've got to get it everywhere. So everybody's enjoying the same thing. Yeah, so agreed. Yeah. Well, speaking of Blizzard stuff, though, let's get into this one, because I actually do find this interesting, though. This is what I find a little bizarre, and it's it's cool to hear about anyway. But Overwatch, uh, they broke their own Twitch records uh, for the Overwatch 2 beta. And it's interesting because Overwatch League was originally exclusive on Twitch back in uh, their inaugural season and the second season. Well, for the third season, which was uh, during uh, the pandemic, during 2020 and early 2021, they um, moved over to YouTube. And so the fact, though, that they've gone back and, I guess, sort of embraced Twitch for some reason, I don't know exactly where and and why, per se, but um, the game broke records uh, on April 27th with viewership at 1.46 million concurrent viewers. 1.46 1.46 million. They broke their own record, which their previous record was, according to this article from Dextero, was, let's see, 460,000 back in January 10th, 2018, which was the first day of the inaugural season of Overwatch League. Holy wow. crap. That's a big jump. That's, what is that, 4, 8, 12. Let's see, that's over 200% increase of, yeah. you know, of viewership. That's pretty freaking cool. But um, a lot of it is just because of all of the hype that goes around the um, of, you know, the lack of information we've gotten on Overwatch 2. And now that the beta is finally out, um, you know, it looks like it was actually pretty successful. I, I tried to watch a little bit of it where I could. I couldn't really tune in as much because it was, you know, when they were doing the beta stuff and all the drops, it was during a work day. But did you happen to tune into any of it? Did you happen to I follow up? I didn't see any of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would have loved to, believe me. Okay. Well, a lot of it that I can at least say right now, it's kind of more high-level stuff, but there's some concern, of course, that it looks like Overwatch 2 is really going to be more of a... It it seems more like it's Overwatch DLC with additional steps um, is what some people Hmm. are describing it as, which may not necessarily be a bad thing, but I think it's just more of the kind of hurt and frustration from 
lack of information and the lack of support that there was for Overwatch um, in this last year or so, given that everybody's been putting focus into making Overwatch 2, and of course the departure of uh, Jeff from the Overwatch team as well uh, early or mid-last year. So uh, there was some of that concern, though, too, but uh, or at least a larger... That was one of the larger concerns I saw, but a lot of people are at least saying that 5v5 actually felt like a needed change when they actually got their hands on it or playing it. So ditching the 6v6 and going to the 5v5 actually ended up making things feel a little bit, or, or at least better than they were in, in the original Overwatch, or at least improved interesting. on it. So that is a very interesting one for sure. But, um, you know, it's it, it, it's really cool to see. I mean, I know we're close to Overwatch 2 dropping, it seems like maybe, with this beta. Um, you've got your access request in. I got my access request in. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you, like, what, what's your big hope, I guess, for Overwatch 2, seeing as, um, you know, we've both played quite a bit of Overwatch. What's your hope for Overwatch 2 now that, you know, we've had a lot of this viewership on the beta. They've had a lot of people, it sounds like, playing the beta, though, too. There was already feedback going around and discussions going around. What is your hope now, though, for Overwatch 2 based on this present success? Um, You know, I, I don't know that I had any, like, preconceived hope or anything um for the beta i i honestly just wanted to play it Mm -hmm. um just to see what kind of strides they had taken um i had seen some of the of course you know they had put out a bunch of character artwork earlier uh what like nine months ago or so um oh you're talking about all the little like uh minute changes and little adjustments that they were doing right yeah well and you know seeing some of the character artwork i was like well you know i i like some of the changes on some of the characters and i there are some changes I really don't like on some of the characters. Like Doomfist um, is a tank now. Yeah, like, I, I I, just, I'm not certain how I feel about it, and I want to see how maybe some of the visual cues may have altered how the characters play in-game. Um, and beyond that, like, you know, just how how the flow of the game is. I, I, I just, there's, there's a lot that I, I want to see. Yeah, and I think there's enough content out there now, at least post, um, uh, uh, what is it? Post uh, this post beta period, you know, or we're not mm-hmm. really even post beta period. We're in a, um, you know, uh, the beta is still going on right now, anyway. But this this post launch of the beta, anyway, um, there's enough content out there to go and review and look at. So. See, and it's That's... one of those things. I don't necessarily want to go just sit down and watch someone else play. It's I, I want to get the feel for it. I'll, I want to see the visual cues and the the, the feel it myself. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... that's where it'd be nice if we, you know, we can get that message that says we're in the beta. But part of it, though, right. anyway, and we had talked about this too, is that uh, we haven't talked about it here. We talked about it behind the scenes, though. Is that um, to be able to get at least a little faster access to the Overwatch 2 beta, uh, the PvP beta specifically. This doesn't have any of the other modes that are coming to Overwatch 2. This is basically what we know from Overwatch, just 5v5, and all the tweaks to the characters. Um, But if you watched on Twitch and had your Battle.net account, your Blizzard account linked to Twitch, and you're watching, you had that chance to be able to earn uh, priority access to the beta and be able to get in much faster than just going to um, the Overwatch website and signing up for the beta that way. So there might be a and little bit of time. We have to wait until we can get into it. Beyond that, I know um, there were streamers like um, XQC, Pokimane, uh, just to name a few, that were actually handing out uh, beta access codes. Uh, they were just dropping them in DMs and stuff. So Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of interesting. I figured that it was more of a, uh, I figured it would be more like a lottery system like we've seen for unlocks and uh, rewards. Yeah, I I don't know how how they were actually deciding who gets them or whatnot. I just know that streamers were were giving them out um, prior to the uh, beta access being able to be signed out or signed up to uh, through the website for anyone. Okay. So. Okay, I got yeah. you there. Hmm. Well, that's a very interesting way to approach it, especially with that different uh, with that difference, I guess, compared to what we've seen with other 
beta access in that too. Like Valorant was more of the lottery one where you had to watch like all the Valorant alpha stuff and uh, beta stuff to be able to access the beta that way. But hey, right. you know, to each their own, I suppose. But um, I guess let's hope we can get into the Overwatch 2 beta here sometime soon and we can go in and, you know, Hopefully. Give, it our, give it our own review. But in the meantime, we carry on here. And of course, for anybody who's an Animal Crossing fan but really wanted to see that stuff happen on the Disney side, well, guess what? Now's your chance. On the 28th, uh, Disney announced Dreamlight Valley, and I like the Verge's headline here for this. It looks like Animal Crossing with a Kingdom Hearts twist, and I got to say, they're not wrong. So, Kyle, this is a new one to you, right? Like, you didn't hear anything about this until I put yeah, this Yeah, I, I haven't heard right? anything about this one. All right, so a uh, quick TLDR on it is that Dreamlight Valley is a it, it really does seem like Disney's take on Animal Crossing of course but with Disney characters and where the Kingdom Hearts thing comes into is that there is some sort of event that occurred in the world called the forgetting it's like when the the trailer rolls and I'll bring up the trailer here in a minute um uh everything looks like you would expect Disney you know bright colors you see the uh the Disney princess castle, you know, like when you enter um, either of the Disney parks and you see that as soon as you get in there, um, that is, um, you know, right there. And then you see this weird, like kind of like dark vines and, and almost like plagued environment come in. Everything's dark and, and gloomy. And it's your job, I guess, through the work that you're doing um, in the game to actually get rid of it. But it's, it's like Animal Crossing in the sense where you're having to build things up, you're having to dig, you're uh, you're making different things, um, but then it also has that spin mm. of Kingdom Hearts where you're trying to defeat whatever this darkness is, this this forgetting. Interesting. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring that trailer up here and show the folks here at home. But yeah, it is definitely interesting, especially there though. once was a dream world. In which familiar um, friends the plan for this, though, to release the, to the is going to be across all the major consoles. Uh, it's going to be PC, Switch, However, Xbox, um, PlayStation 5, PC. Um, I think I may have already said PC. The, the main consoles and PC, yeah. So that's coming up. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I seriously hadn't heard anything on this. Uh, totally new to me. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you get to interact with Disney characters. You get to, like, theme yourself as, like, based on a Disney character. It looks like, too. Like, some of the customization they showed, um, like, when you build your house, it's, like, and it'll come up here in the trailers that you, like, sully in the background. You could have, um, you can have uh, Buzz Lightyear or something like that in the background, too. Like, there's Wally as well moving around. A lot of the Disney characters you can interact with, and it's Disney, Pixar, you know, from all their different properties and, and themes. <laughs> interesting so i wonder if it's going to be like a procedurally generated world or how how that'll occur because um with animal crossing of course it's all procedurally generated it looks like there's there's certain things that will be finite in the world that that will have to be there you know if there's like some mysterious temple or something or maybe they're just random placement or i don't know if there's going to be another area to explore it kind of makes me question how large the game actually will be. Yeah, I mean, with the size of the the environments, and that's where it's like I like the comparison uh, to Kingdom Hearts. Is not only like there's this this darkness over the world, the forgetting that you have to work through with other Disney characters, not just Mickey and and Goofy and Donald, at least initially, you know. Um, uh, but it's with the different areas that you can get to, like in the trailer, they showed. Uh, like the one place that really sticks out for a lot of things is um, is some sort of like snowy area that Elsa and Anna and Kristoff and, and Olaf are hanging out in. Um, all characters from Frozen. It's, it's one of those that makes you wonder if you're going to have these different areas that you go to that maybe your home world or your home area is going to be the procedurally generated, but each of these different environments where the characters normally reside at are going to be uh. kind of like static. I see what you're all saying. Like, like your world is a hub world type thing, and maybe that's procedurally generated, but everything else is set. 
Exactly. No, exactly. That's that. Thank you. That's exactly what I meant to say was hub world. That's the right term for it. Uh, so going through the rest of the article, though, here from The Verge, anyway, they talk about it that uh, they say each Disney character you encounter has their own story that you can only progress if you improve your friendship with them. In the demo, uh, Castet's character uh, befriended Goofy by fishing with him. The more you fish with Goofy, the more your friendship increases, the more rewards you can earn and story you unlock. So you huh. need to earn the friendship of the characters, and then you get these perks. Um, you... Yeah, exactly. It's like it even says here, Disney characters fled their shared world, retreating to the relative safely of their original home world. So that's the way it is, is that the way you actually build up these friendships and get these characters to come with you is you're basically liberating the forgetting from this hub world to be able to open up access for these characters, these beloved Disney characters, to be able to come into the hub world itself. Interesting. Yeah, and the idea, though, is like, it's the idea, though, that you're not only just decorating and, and putting things together, but you're also kind of making some of these like Kingdom Hearts elements available, though, in a Animal Crossing type package here is a very interesting take. I'm very curious to actually see more demo wise of what um, of what is uh, of what's actually going to happen. And. I guess we may not actually have to wait that long. So it's going to be early access this summer on PlayStation, Xbox game pass and PC. So Hmm. remember that game pass, especially okay. And a free to play release coming next year. So that means early access on Xbox game pass, which means Kyle, you and I can at least check it out um, this summer without, with, or at least with our existing game pass um, subscriptions um, and get into whatever this is here. Now, if, I got to admit, if they let you dress up your character, you're like the one you make yourself, you know, to look like Sora, then it's just it's just Kingdom Hearts 3.625 or something like that. You oh, know? Jesus. <laughs> Kingdom, let's see. What do we call it? Um, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3.625. Um, Disney Dreamlight Valley Dismal Drop Distance Dream. Uh, uh, I don't know. Fantasia. I'm trying to. Thank you. I'm just trying to think of like the, <laughs> the chaotic titles and numbering they come out with for the Kingdom Hearts games. It's like I've got to throw my own hat in there to at least give an idea. So if you want it, Disney, I mean, call me. I'll write it out, and you guys can you guys can have it. Or maybe you need Square to sign off on it. I don't know. But give me a call. I'll write it out for you. So, I mean, at least it's something for us to check out. And uh, Right. Yeah, just another game to add to the list, I suppose, this summer. But anyway, um, let's move on here to probably one of the funnier stories uh, from this week. And it's actually been published here only just in the last few hours by Video Games Chronicle. Streamer breaks his TV playing Switch Sports. And I really want you to think here. It's like, you know, folks, I want you to really think, how exactly could this streamer has broken their TV playing uh, Nintendo Switch Sports? It's like the lessons learned from Wii Sports didn't really seem to carry over to the uh, either to the uh, newest generation or at least to uh, or at least stuck in the memory of those who have played those games past. And uh, I will go ahead and bring the clip up here from Twitch to show everybody. It's not going to necessarily be the biggest clip, but it is kind of funny, though. So it's actually and there it goes. <sighs> yeah, I. I just watched it uh, prior to you starting it, and I was like, after watching so many uh, uh, of the clips from back in in the 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 day of the Wii, how could this possibly possibly have happened? Like, he had to have known better. Like, he had to have, like, especially just you know. It, it's a small controller. You know, I, I know I was saying I wouldn't use the wrist strap playing the game, and I'm looking at him swing, and I'm thinking, you know, the shape and everything, maybe I would use the wrist strap just for that exact reason. Because I, if I felt like it was going to slip, I would use it. But he's not even, like, trying to, like, death grip it or anything. He's barely hanging on to it. So 
and and there were plenty of videos from back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean like even on this article here where I got the video from Video Games Chronicle, it's right here. They've actually got a Wii remotes hitting TVs compilation embedded in their article towards the bottom. It's right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like it's, it's all right there. I'm going to you know what? Uh Oh, gonna, it totally is. Yeah. I didn't even scroll down far enough. That's that's funny. It's right there. Oh. Oh, and look, he did it right there on Home Shopping Network. Yeah. And he did, but that was with an accessory. That one was the that tennis racket one. Oh, right. See, it's right there. And this has been cataloged. You're talking about a game that was packaged in with the Wii and people still having the, you know, having that issue and it was addressed. But there, yeah, it's it's just it's. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, mean, I it's I don't know. It's it's. Come on, guys! I, history is doomed to repeat itself. Come on. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, it's like the gimmick of what the Wii remote did. You know, with with all the motion ability and that that it had in it that you know it was going to it carried over to the switch it has been successful with the switch with the motions and that and that comes with the straps that are relatively decent there was no reason for this to have happened you you know you would think you would think that the switch has been around long enough that this wouldn't have been a thing Mm -hmm. that you know we we would have people would be more mindful of it especially with motion control being you, you know, so used in like VR and stuff. People are more used to to the to the motion controls on on stuff. And you know, we've oh, yeah. had the the Wii around for a long time. Oh yeah, everyone remembers Wii bowling. So, how is this still happening? <laughs> I think a lot of it is just that it's it it's. I've got kids, and so you tell them one thing, and it goes in one ear and out the other. I mean, I'm sometimes guilty of it myself anyway but it's well just, it's one of those things where it's maybe just they it don't was learn the that, lesson yeah and maybe it was that one situation where they're like me they're just like ah that had never happened to me i know better than that and watch <laughs> i two nights from now I'll, I'll decide to actually open my Wii or my switch sports and and try it out and put a hole through my tv or something I, I, like yeah. who knows it, maybe that was it. He was just like, oh, "I know better. That that'll never happen to me." What 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 kind of what kind of idiot throws a Wii controller through a a TV? I'm definitely not going to do that with a a far more expensive Switch controller. You know why would I do that to my Joy-Con of all things? No, exactly. I think that's what it is. And there's got to be like, and you can tell me this, especially when you start up the game yourself, is that there's got to be some type of warning or prompt at the beginning that you know that you have oh, to I'm say, sure like is. i understand or something that you have a highlight with the joy con that says um for some of these games you need to strap the joy con onto your wrist with the included like with the uh default wrist strap and clip you know there's got to be something there i can't imagine otherwise i'm sure there is there's gotta be yeah no kidding so, I, I don't know. It's just, it's funny because history does repeat itself. Um, but I, I don't know. I hope that it's not as prevalent. That I hope that people honestly get past, you know, or, or remember that's like, oh, I remember doing this as a kid. Let's not do it now because I have to buy the new TV. My parents don't have to right. buy it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just funny. So. Or maybe those kids that put, you know, we remotes through their their parents' TVs are are getting their their uh, karma now because their their kids are putting switch remotes through their TVs. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, maybe. I mean, there are some pretty neat TVs out there right now, but uh, yeah, inflation's a real thing. Anyway, before we get into right. any other chaos like that, though, of course, we're going to wrap up with uh, what I'm calling. 
of course, here because uh, we usually throw on some stories at the very end that just kind of are being mentioned, of course, for things to happen this week. And I'm just I just threw out the name here in our notes section, just called the quest markers, because we are the NPCs and usually non-player characters, are the ones to throw different quests at you. So imagine we're sitting there with a question mark over the top of our head. You come over to hit us up and we've got a quest to provide to you. Here are the markers, at least on those news parts. Kyle, read us off here for the end of this news roundup. What do we got on the list there? So Xbox and Bethesda game showcase uh, set for June 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we may see Starfield and a new Forza Motorsports, uh, including Hellblade 2 and more on Halo Infinite. Yeah, thank God. Battle Royale. I bet, <laughs> I bet you a Battle Royale. Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> um, and then Infinity Ward. Comes at us uh, confirming the next Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and shows off the logo, which, ironically, Jake Baldino from over at Game Ranks on uh, the YouTubes uh, had tweeted that looks like the Nine Inch Nails logo. Gotta love it. <laughs> and the retweet that he also did too that said big kia energy or uh, it was uh, from yeah else big, big kia, kia energy, energy no yeah, doubt it really does look like it oh <laughs> uh, and then sonic 2 um is actually the highest grossing video game movie of all time in the usa with 146 million dollars uh recorded earnings as of april 26th so Good news. You'll never have to make another movie again, Uwe Ball. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we don't need another Blood Rain. We don't need... Uh, I don't even want to go through the list of games there. Yeah. Anyway, what else we got? And a tweet from Nintendo. This is Miyamoto speaking. Uh, Mario movie with Chris Pratt has been delayed by four months from December 2022 to April 2023. Um, and of course, the Shigeru Miyamoto tweet, um, the whole thing, this is Miyamoto has now become an infinitely popular meme on the internet. <laughs> I have not seen any of the memes yet, but now that you've said it, oh, yeah. I'm going to go looking for those after we're done. Here, yep. So. No, this is Miyamoto is now a thing. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, it almost needs to be a codec. <laughs> oh my god, listen. With to Miyamoto this. on the colonel side. <laughs> oh, let's see. This is Miyamoto. Let's see. Know your meme. Literally added to the know your meme thing three days ago. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one. This is Miyamoto. After consulting with Sakurai san, we decided to remove all characters of the Super Mario franchise from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. My deepest apologies, but I <laughs> promise it had to be done. This is Miyamoto. I've never forgiven you, uh, forgiven you all for the way you reacted to the reveal of the of the Wind Waker. In the blackest part of my heart, I wish you the very same hell that you wish upon your worst. <laughs> well, from the NPCs to you, this is Miyamoto, <laughs> and that's the news for this uh, this Saturday, April thirtieth. <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. That's right. That's a good way to sign off here. Yes. Yeah, so, so better yet instead, I mean, you know, let, let's, let's throw out that communist there. We are Miyamoto. There we go. We are yes. the Miyamoto. We are the yes. Miyamoto. <laughs> but that is right. Yeah. Kyle has summed that up very well. So thanks for all those, uh, final news bits there. Of course, our, uh, uh, at least what I titled it, the quest marker. So again, yeah, that is it for the NPC's Weekly News Roundup for April 30th, 2022. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's roundup. Of course, check us out on our uh, homepage for our podcast, anchor.fm slash d-npcs-podcast, and go and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Subscribe to us here on YouTube, and of course, check us out on social media as well. With all that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>